be to God. It is so easy. They make it so easy here. Through all the prayers that go on through the week, amen, our pastor that invited people that had needs and the worship team and how we are so lifted up in heavenly places. Amen. David said, you know what, with the Lord's help, amen, I can run through that troop. I feel like it tonight. And you know, palace of praise has made it so easy for you. And he said, and I can leap over a wall. And so they made a wall for you. Amen. Amen. Even I can jump over that wall. It makes it so easy. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. For inviting us to share the word of God to your wonderful congregation tonight. Amen. We have had the privilege uh, the last year and a half. Amen. Our great privilege to uh, be interim pastors at a church over in Thayer, Clarity Church. And they went through a lot. Amen. And, and uh, but, amen, they bonded together. And they worked hard together. They prayed together. They fasted together. Amen. And the church began to, amen, over double. And the Lord began to bless them. And, and God gave them a great pastor and his wife. Amen. And I'm so proud of them. Amen. And how they just hung on to the promises of God. How they said it is not over. Amen. God is a God that does great things. Can you believe God for great things? Oh, hallelujah. I was uh, sitting on the bench in my backyard the other day with my beagle, and, and uh, he kind of sets his front two paws on my front leg, and, and I prayed to the Lord and pray in tongues, pray to the Lord, and my heart began to just break. And I said to God, I said, you know what, Lord, I've been ministering, amen, well over 40 years, ever since I was 17 years of age, and I'm 63 today. And I said, God, I would like, amen, in the last days of my life, and I'm right ready to, you know, just fall over, you know. But, you know, I would like in the last days of my life to do more for you amen, than I have all the years of ministry. And I began to, amen, type that uh, into my phone to text it to a friend of mine that had bonded with me in the early years and throughout the years, and he's a full-time evangelist today. And I said, I'm just believing that God's going to do great and mighty things in your ministry. Amen. Because God is a great and mighty God, and there's a lot of needs out there. And I believe that God wants to use the church in a tremendous way. And so, Janine and I, it's such a privilege to be here. Thank you, Pastor, again. As the pastor a few weeks ago, amen, asked me to preach tonight as I turned and began to walk away, God gave me the title of the message. And, and, you know, God usually doesn't do that in that certain way, not so quick. Amen. But I added to the title, and the Holy Spirit kept on saying, no, no, just two words. And the two words are the, the bond, the bond. The Lord gave me a message about the bond. We're living in the last days where the church must be more bonded than what we are right now because there are certain ones in the body of Christ that are kind of bonded, but they could be uh, more greatly bonded. And, and you know, that happens through sometimes going through a trial as a church or whatever the situation. I was so proud to hear the reduction of the debt Amen, upon your church. Boy, I just shouted the victories of God. And I said something about that, Pastor, several months ago, about believing the Lord that the debt would be paid in this church, that you could do greater and mighty things for God. And you know what? I'm so glad, and I don't believe it started with me, but I'm so glad to hear about that. Amen. And, and, but I'm going to tell you what. I, I, I'm thinking about this great, awesome God. I, I'm just believing the Lord for the rest of that debt to be paid by the end of the year. Amen. I, I, I know what God has done. And I believe that uh, God has bonded you all together. And why someone hasn't just written a big check is that sometimes we miss out 
We're not as strong when we have it bonded together through trial and bonded together through need. Amen. And it just shows you what we can do when we really get together. And when we really give out of our hearts and our lives, we can see that in the Macedonian church. Uh, I want to read my scripture tonight from 1 John chapter 1 and verse 3. It says, That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us. Amen. The word fellowship in the Greek means to partner or to bond with. Amen. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And so the reason why they could, amen, so giftedly and so abundantly really bond with these people because they had bonded with God. They had bonded with the love of God. And, and as they had bonded with God, there was such a love between them and God that they had a love between them and the apostles of that day. And it says, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy be full. And you see, amen, the need of their joy to be full, a lot of it was based, amen, on their bond to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, but also to one another. And there are a lot of people today that will never really experience the fullness of joy because they haven't bonded with a church. They haven't bonded truly with a ministry. They haven't stuck with it through thick and thin. They say today, statistics say that around, uh, uh, that people today in church, they go to church an average of three, uh, or no, about two, amen, services a month. And they have about three churches that they go to. Now, my friend, it's hard to truly bond to a burden. It's hard to truly bond to a ministry when you're so separated into many areas. And, and so, as I said, God began to show me the importance of the bond even before creation. Amen. I can see it in the Godhead. Let us make man in our own image. There was such a bond, but it didn't stop there. Amen. That amen was displayed throughout creation. It was displayed throughout the making of man and also of woman. And so I want you just to hang with me a little bit here. From the beginning, as we know, we can see God's supernatural makings that bond things really together. And I began to look at this, and it says both strong and weak bonds play key roles in the chemistry of our cells and our bodies. For instance, strong covalent bonds hold together the chemical building blocks that make up a strand of DNA. However, weaker hydrogen bonds hold together the two strands of the DNA double helix. Now, hold with me a little bit. Amen, because the miraculous work of God is involved in this. What is chemical bonds in anatomy and physiology? Chemical bonds hold the atoms of a molecule or compound together. Bonds from when the electrons in the atoms balance shell, amen, are donated or shared with other atoms. For instance, the iconic bonds, amen, when atoms donate or accept electrons fulfilling their bearing shell, you say, well, you done lost me. Well, what it's showing is, is that there is some sharing that is going on. There is bonding that is there. But our cells, amen, duplicate. Our cells, amen, increase within our body, but it's only there because there are others that are willing to share. They're willing to donate, amen, to the others. That's why it has increased so greatly. Now, hold on. Science now has seen God's creative bond even in the joining of two people as man and wife. We recognize this in Genesis 2 and 24. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and cleave, amen, or be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the word cleave means to glue or to cling. Marriage is for life. God sees it as a covenant. And part of the definition of covenant is a bond. And I'm so glad that we're bonded to God. I'm so glad that he is our God. He is our Father. Amen. That the Holy Spirit is our comforter. The bonding of man and wife completes one another. A part that is one is not made complete by 
the, uh, the other creating a more successful or joyful life. There was a bond, we call it the bond of matrimony. Amen, between a man and a woman. Amen, the man would present a gift to the father of the bride when they were gonna get married. Then they later they both would seal the deal by both entering a special room where it was consummated by sexual intimacy. And, and you know, one of the great reasons why God, amen, wanted us, amen, to keep ourselves pure and to wait for that special person before experiencing this type of activity. And, and it's just wonderful. Scientists have found out that, that when two people that have never had sexual intimacy first have it, that they have a special bond. Amen. Chemically, it bonds them. Chemically, amen, it just holds them together. And it was made that way that the marriage could be held together. Amen. That they could survive any type of attack. That they could survive any type of temptation and marriage is having a failure in many areas but God intended it to be successful and it's not just that amen when waiting into their time of marriage like I said they went in amen there was special intimacy but it's more than just chemically amen and it's also spiritually amen that's why Paul said you don't want to bond with a prostitute because you bond with her spirit or his spirit, amen. You bond with that. And so we see how delicate the bonding process is, but it's there to strengthen the marriage. And whatever strengthens the marriage will strengthen the church. And then God later made a covenant, amen, with Abraham. What is a covenant? A covenant is agreement or a bond. And he said, I'm going to establish my covenant between me and you. It's going to be an everlasting covenant. Amen. And it's going to be between me and you and your descendants. It's going to be everlasting. And then he said, it's also going to be for an everlasting possession. And we're living in a day where the devil has been trying to take that possession away from Abraham's children. Hello. Amen. They've been stealing it. And even our country ourselves has been trying to ask them to give up the land. And we understand so quite well. Amen. They want more than land. Hello. And the devil wants to totally exterminate them. Amen. Ever. And then in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 20, now may the God of peace who brought up the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, amen. And he says, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete and ever good work to do his will, that it would be working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be the glory forever and forever. Amen. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, there is a covenant. Aren't you glad we have a covenant? That there is still power in the blood. There's just something about what links us. You know, your pastor said that there was a time that we were like aliens. We, we were strangers to the things of God. But now we have been bonded. Amen. I, I love one church especially that I used to go to from time to time in, in Irving, Texas. And it was Calvary Temple. Amen. Pastored by, amen, uh, by a great pastor, by a great man, Don, uh, J. Don George. And his slogan was, is the church that love is building. And it was true. You know, there are a lot of slogans that sometimes you read on churches, but it just doesn't line up. Or at one time it lined up, but the devil has attacked and has incorporated certain things to corrupt their love or corrupt, to correct their, uh, corrupt their bond that they've been going through. And when you would walk in, it was just like you could cut, amen, just a piece of love, amen, out of the sky. Amen, truly, it was a church that love was really building. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 19, it says, Now therefore, you are no longer strangers or foreigners, but fellow citizens, and having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, and whom the whole building... Amen. God is looking at us as a building, being joined.
joined together. Amen. And that joined together means to render close, join it together, amen, and, and to organize capacity. And it continues to say it grows into a holy temple of the Lord. Why God gave me this message is, is that I felt that he dropped a few things in my spirit. One of them, and, and I know sometimes you can get so turned off by on YouTube, there's always a prophet there. There's always somebody that's visited hell. There's always someone, I, I, I listened to someone for a brief moment that said that uh, they visited hell and God spoke and said that they won't be in there forever, that God was gonna let them out. And, and I think that's what you call a false prophet, hello? But, but I've heard some to say there's gonna be a shaking. And, and I really feel in my spirit that we are truly living in the last days. And I really feel in my heart that God is saying to this church and saying to so many churches that we need to be uh, have a greater bond together, that we need to have a greater fellowship really together. For we're living in a day where so many people are isolated. So many people come to church and, and they leave, but they never really exchange, amen, any spirituality with one another. And that's not the way the church was supposed to be made up because the Bible says the Spirit was supposed to give gifts, amen, to each and every person as he willed. Amen, there are different types of ministries. There are different types of gifts. Amen, we all have different parts of the body and we need to learn more how to bind together and how to pray together and how we need to bond together. I really feel that in my heart and my spirit. But the enemy has tried everything in his power to break Amen, to inject corruptive means to, to really break apart the bonds that strengthen us to God and to our brothers and our sisters in Christ. When I, when I think about one of the areas uh, where this was really tried and, and where somebody let it overcome them was in the life of King Saul. Amen, he started off really good in his life. I mean, he was anointed king. Amen, it was prophesied that he would meet a bunch of prophets on the way, and as he met them, man, the Spirit of God came on him. He began to sing, began to play a tambourine. He began to shout. Boy, I tell you, there was so many good things. He began to prophesy. I mean, his life was really changed by the power of God. That began to bond him, but it did not last. Why? Amen, it was not God's fault. It was his fault. He did not really discern the things, amen, that could corrupt his life, that could take away from his anointing, that could take him away from his true direction, amen, and how to lead the children of Israel, amen. He lost sense of who the real enemy was. And all of a sudden, we find out that as he's coming in one day, there are some ladies that do not use complete wisdom. Amen, we need wisdom in these last days. Amen. Wisdom helps bond the church. Unwise people helps unravel the church. And, and so usually they would make up a song that when conquerors would come into the city, they would sing that song. And so you have some women that are singing and talking about, you know, the thousands that King Saul has killed and the ten thousands that David has killed. My friend, we have got to really watch it in these last days. Because the thing that really makes the palace of praise and any other church a glorious church, we can let certain things in to corrupt our bond, to break our bond, to divide our bond, to divide our vision. And when we're divided, we can't really do a whole lot. Amen. And God needs for us to do a whole lot. Amen. There are a lot of things. All of a sudden, he began to look at David with envy. Amen. With strife. Amen. Started to come in. Amen. He began to let the spirit of jealousy come into his life. And all of that envy, murder. Amen. It led to disobedience. He began to do things in the temple that were completely, he shouldn't have gone in there to do. And the Lord had rejected him. Oh, my friend, how the devil will try to come in. How the devil will try to come against the anointing that is here within our church. Amen. And he'll use you if you're not careful. He'll use you. You've been saved. I know people have been saved for years. And they let the devil use them. And I just don't understand that. Why do people want to do evil? Why do people want to lie? 
Why do people want to tear down instead of build up? I don't understand. Amen. And, and it can bind the anointing. And, and what binds the anointing, like the worship service here tonight, there was a special anointing that was going out from our singers tonight. But if we had the wrong spirit, we could try to bind their anointing. And if we bind their anointing, there might be somebody not healed. There might be somebody not saved. There might be something. See, we can hinder the anointing of God. Amen. There, I remember, and I might have said this before, but in one church I pastored, there was two people that sit about two rows back. And, and all they did was pick out all that was wrong in the church. They counted the amens that I said in my sermon. In fact, uh, she was talking to the youth pastor and talking about my sermon and talking about all the stuff that I did that was wrong. And she said, do you really know what the pastor preached on? <laughs> and she didn't even know what I preached on. on Amen. You see, if we're not careful, the devil will try to corrupt your bond. Amen. Your bond to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to freely move. The Holy Spirit wants to do great and mighty things, but we can be a hindrance, a discouragement to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus had to even go outside many houses in order to pray for the sick, and even sometimes outside the town to pray for the sick. The devil will try to do everything. And, and this couple, I remember they went on vacation a couple weeks. And I told my wife, wow, man, I've got this liberty. <laughs> wow, man, I, I just feel so, it, it's just so easy to preach now. It, it, it's just so easy to get in. And my, the Holy Spirit is having his way in the church. And when they came back, it stopped. Hello? And I was asking God, God, why is it that I don't have the freedom? Why is it that we're not seeing as much in, in the church? Amen. You would say, well, two people shouldn't hinder a church service. Well, in a way, that is true. The Bible says if two or three shall agree on earth, anything that they shall have shall be done. And I'm going to tell you, when two people begin to bind up the service, come on. If they're led by And you know what? When they came back, I was telling my wife, I don't understand it. And I thought, well, they came back. And then I, I began to see the fruits. Amen, of what they really were. How bad for people to go to church to be faithful. Amen, but more faithful to the devil than faithful to God. Faithful to tear down. Faithful to interrupt. Amen, faithful to try to destroy something that God is trying to do, trying to be a hindrance and the Lord began to speak to my heart that we need as a church to bind greater together. We need to bind together because there's going to be a shaking. I believe in two shakings. I believe that the devil's going to have a movement in these last days as he is now. But I believe it's going to shake the church. But I believe also in that shaking, there's going to be another shaking. And I'm talking about the shaking of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about the shaking of the mighty power of God. Amen. And, and the Bible tells us that we need to watch spiritually, that we need to discern anything that would try to weaken our bonds, that would try to weaken our bonds between us and our wife between us and our family, between us and our pastors, between us, even in the church, we need to be careful because the blood could be on our hands. I'm going to say it again. The blood could be upon our hands. Amen. There might be a special anointing upon any of the pastors or any of the speakers to do something special, and maybe somebody needs to be, amen, freed from something that has got them bound and oppressed or maybe be saved. And if we have them bound, amen, and they cannot release the proper anointing, amen, bound, amen. The Bible says that the woman that had, amen, that was bent over, she was bound for a number of years. And so we've got to get the right type of bound in our lives, the right type of bound even in our churches. Amen. We must spiritually discern anything that would weaken our bounds. Then we would try to weaken our bond through the many tasks of the day. I love what Martin Luther said. He said, I have so much to do today that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. And in other words, the devil's not going to take away my time. We must in these last days make every effort to keep in place the spiritual bond 
bond that binds us together as was started in the book of Acts. After, amen, the day when the day of Pentecost came, you know the story of how Peter got up there, how Peter preached unto them. Several thousand were one to the Lord that day. They were baptized and later were baptized in the power of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that they constantly fellowship together. The word again, fellowship, is bonded. Amen. They bonded together. They went from house to house. They had the Lord's Supper. They ate together. They understood one another. Hello. And a lot of people don't understand one another. And if you came and stayed at my house, you would say, that Brother Lemons, he's got a few odd ways. <laughs> Amen. He's got a few odd ways. But you would also see my heart. And we need to bond enough with one another that we get beyond people's faults. We get beyond people's weaknesses. Hello? Amen. We need to bond together. We need to find out, and that comes through working together. It comes through coming up here to the church and putting things together. Amen. Working, hand. I'm talking about hand work. I'm talking about prayer work. I'm talking about coming together and doing things for this community and doing things for the kingdom of God. Oh, how, how they got together. Man, there was healing. There was all types of things. The Bible said in Romans chapter 15, verse 30, Now I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit. What helps bind us? The love of the Spirit. Amen. Many churches don't have hardly the Spirit. They don't believe in the moving of the Spirit. And some don't really have the love of the Spirit. And he says, he says here now, and through the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me. Amen. You know that word strive has got a special meaning. To, that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me, that, I'm, that I, may, uh, I may be delivered from those in Judea and do not, that do not believe and that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints. That word strive together means to struggle in company with. Amen. A partner or assistant in agony or effort in which was used by wrestlers in Greek games. And that's what a lot of people, a lot of people don't like. They don't want to go to a church that has some struggles. Amen. That they're trying to overcome something in the community. Amen. By the power of intercessory prayer. They're, they're trying to wipe out some sinfulness and addictions and different things through witnessing and so forth. But, oh, you know, I, I just want to come and listen. I, I just want to come and just be on that pew. I want to just satisfy my curiosity and, and, and within just to kind of soothe myself. Well, I went to church. Amen. But did you have church? And did you bond with the church? Amen. Did anybody bond with the giving of paying off the church? Amen. Because when everybody is shouting the victory and jumping up and down of what God has, has helped people to do and it's completely paid off, and when another door opens, I'm not talking about another building, but when another door opens, amen, to go into a certain ministry to do what you were kind of limited to do, amen, you won't be able as much to shout with them, to have the joy of what, amen, God wants you to have a part of within that. Oh, how God wants to move within our hearts and lives. Ephesians 4 and 1, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called with all lowliness, amen, with meekness and with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Amen. Jesus said, blessed be the peacemakers. Amen. They will inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. It's not the church terror-uppers. It's the peacemakers. It's those that are trying to bond. It's those that see somebody that is in a time of weakness, and you're going to try to make them strong. Amen. And, and, and sometimes people want to stay away from that. I remember being a full-time evangelist that my pastor at the time linked me up with his son. That was a pastor also. 
And, and so I preached revival for him. And, and we just had a bond. And he, he had a couple of nutty ideas or whatever the way he did things. It wasn't against scripture or anything like that. But there are some people that just didn't understand him. But the Lord really helped me. He wanted me to bond with him, uh, to be a comfort to him, to, amen, to encourage him. And, and as time went on, I went back, preached another revival, and I had some of my pastors in my own fellowship to say, Jerry, we just want to tell you this in love, that if you keep on associating with this man, if you keep on uh, going back and preaching for him and, and being with him every once in a while, you're going to lose revivals. And I'm not talking about getting with a sinner. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not talking with somebody that is trying to destroy the church or anything like that. But if you don't dissociate, and you know what? I've never liked people trying to tell me who my friends are. And what I told those pastors were this. Amen. If I never preach a revival for you, I'll never preach a revival for you. But when God puts me in bond, amen, not in bondage, but when God lets me bond with somebody and I know it's God, amen, I'm going to do it. I don't care if I do lose it. Amen. There's something about this guy. There's something special. And that's the real church that says, you know what? I'm not talking about people in walking in darkness. I'm not talking about making somebody your best friend that's the biggest sinner. I'm talking about somebody sometimes that's weak in the faith. Someone that doesn't always do things right as they really should. Someone that makes mistakes every once in a while. How are they going to learn if we don't bond with them? How are they going to be better if we don't bond with them? And so some didn't book me. Didn't want to preach for them anyhow. No, I guess... That's the wrong spirit. <laughs> Devil's trying to get in and corrupt my bond tonight. Woo! But Paul was crying out to the church and saying, I want you to bond with me through your prayers, through my struggles. So many people don't want to do that. He, he, he's got a lot of baggage. She's got a lot of baggage. Hey man, well, what is what? Is, why has God called the church to do anyhow? Hey Amen. God has called the church to do some chances. Hey Amen. To take some chances with people, and, and looking back, I can see where people. Hey Amen. I've spent so much time with, but went back, went quit. That thought that they was called into the ministry. That man was struggling with things. But I tell you, we have got to do the best that we possibly can do. Amen. We have got to put our best foot out there. Amen. If we don't bond with these people, there are many people that will go back into sin and go back into bondage. If they don't bond with God and bond with your faith and bond with the beliefs of this church, they're going to bond with bondages out there in the world. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. And he says, this is what you need to do to keep the bond going. With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering. Everybody say long-suffering. Oh, yeah, we want the easy cases, don't we? We like the easy diseases. We, we, like the, we, we like the people that, man, they've got the money. They've got this. They've got that. Amen. But I'll tell you what God has called us. Amen. Into all the world, to all types of people. He really has in these last days. And I thank God for that one-eyed black man that yielded himself to God, that bonded himself to the calling of God. And when the Jim Crow law was intact 
And when he could have put, been put in jail, he was hungry for learning of God's holy word. And he hid back into some of the Sunday school classes in a white church, and he would listen to the teaching. Oh, how bad that really was. Amen, that people would believe that way and people would treat other people that way. And you know what? That man could have had an attitude. He could have had an attitude against the country, but when he had that, he would have had his own ministry bound. He would have went not very far, but he made up his mind, if I've got to sit in a back room, if I have got to learn that way, amen, there's a greatest purpose for it. And I'll tell you what, he learned. And my friend, God used him at the turn of the century, amen, where there was a stable that was open. And he started a little church there, amen. And, and it was called on an area, Azusa Street. And a great Holy Ghost revival broke out and limbs grew out, amen. Blinded eyes were healed. People came out of the wheel chairs and even greater than that. Amen. There were whites, there were blacks, there were yellow people, there were Chinese, there was all types of denominations that had grown there. Amen. There was a bond. Come on. And I'll tell you, the devil has inserted such a racial, amen, uh, bondage in our churches. Guess, amen, I'll tell you, when you think about what the Azusa Street produced and the nationalities was there and the newspapers couldn't understand it and the newspapers, they, they couldn't understand why people of a different color could collect there. It was because of the bond of Christ. Amen. It was because God doesn't care if they're bond or free. He doesn't care if you're a servant. He doesn't care about your color. He doesn't care about how small you are, how tall you are. He doesn't care. What he cares about is your soul and can you be used of God? Oh, what if our nation could have really bonded the way it needed to be. We wouldn't have been in the mess. What if many churches could have said, boy, we want that type of revival in our church. But no, they wanted the limited revival. They wanted the seg segregated revival. Hey, man, what, what was it that busted up one of the greatest non-Pentecostal churches Amen, around 1899 or whatever, amen. It was a man that started preaching divine healing in the church and people was beginning to be healed by the mighty power of God and there was meetings that were held. We, we just don't believe in divine healing. People weren't bonded to the word. And when they saw miracles happen, amen, it split them up. And that's what the devil wants to do here. I haven't heard anything bad. I don't know anything. I'm not around long enough but to come in and to pray, and I feel a good spirit. But, Brother Miller, God put this on my heart when I turned away from you. Amen. And God said the bond. And the Lord spoke to my heart that our church here, and it's a loving church. It's a great church. Amen. There are so many good things about this church. Amen. But God wants us to be bonded even more because there's some things that are coming. Amen. I said we're living in the last days. There are things that are coming. And we need people that are really bonded. Amen. By the or the Holy Ghost. People that really are united and believing with all one mind and one accord as they were in the upper room. We need that. We need that. We need that. Oh, would someone... Amen, come back as far as the music or someone put something on. Oh, would you stand with me, please? Oh, When I left the church service after your pastor asked me to preach and God gave me this message, not the fullness of the message, but he gave me the title of the message. I went home and... As I laid upon the bed, I, I just could not sleep. I was so bonded to this. It's been on my heart for a few weeks now. And I'll tell you what, I don't get a message like that usually. I, 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 I usually go to sleep, amen, at night pretty quick. 
But I'm going to tell you, this has been on my heart for over two weeks, and it has not left me. And I felt like the devil has tried to fight me also within this message. I'm not saying through you, but he has tried to hinder me, tried to fight me. And there must be something in it. There must be something in it. And we need to be alarmed tonight. Amen. We don't need to leave the church saying, well, that was just another message. It is a warning. Amen. It is a helpful, amen, warning to the church. Be bonded more. Amen. Be praying for one another. Be praying for every ministry. Amen. We need more intercessors, more intercessors. We need more people involved in the church. Oh, God. We used to sing a song many years ago, bind us together, Lord. Bind us together with cords which cannot be broken. Well, I tell you, after pastoring and evangelizing for years, I've seen some of those cords break. I've seen some of the most wonderful churches that all of a sudden don't take very long. The years they spent building, bonding together, you got to really be careful in these last days. The devil can introduce corruptive means to loosen the bonds of, of spirituality in anybody's life. And I hope tonight as I ask you to come and pray, not to just leave it as you leave the church tonight, but if you'll make it a matter of prayer, say, God, who can I pray for? God, who can I work with? Lord, what can I give to? Lord, is there anybody in need in the church? Is there anybody that needs a friend? Is there somebody that is praying for an unsaved loved one or husband or whatever or a son or daughter that is addicted and they need somebody to agree with them, to bond with them, not to talk about all what negative things happened to them in their life, but to lift them up, to be there for them, to encourage them, be a strength to them. Oh, mighty Jesus, mighty Jesus, what can I do with cords which cannot be broken? The apostle Paul spoke to the church and listed several things that would strengthen the church. Lowliness, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in, in the bond of peace, referring to the unity of affection and confidence and, and, a, special, and a special love that God gives. Oh, mighty Jesus, bonding, bonding. Oh, mighty Jesus, would you come around the front tonight? Do we really know one another in this church? I know some people that would say, well, I love the small church. And sometimes they don't know what they're saying. <laughs> if you like a small church, this is not the total answer, but just sit on the front pew. We're to just be you and the speaker. Oh, God. Maybe you might need to find someone and join hands with. But beyond the joining of hands, join hearts. It is us praying together. It is us seeking together. 
It is us giving of our finances to God together. It is us as a body that is growing. Oh, mighty Jesus, mighty Jesus. Oh, united together for a common purpose, and that is to tear down the gates of hell, that they're not going to prevail in our church because we are going to dwell in unity. Oh, for they were in one mind and one accord on the day of Pentecost, and they were for a good amount of time, but things began to creep in. The devil tried to break that bond, tried to break that anointing, tried to hinder the healings that God wanted to do throughout the church. Oh, the devil tried to introduce apathy into the church. Oh, mighty God. And then there was a, there was a poor church in Macedonia that had heard about the famine that had gone on around in Jerusalem and they gave and out of their heart they gave such an abundance amen that accumulated over what the rich Corinthian church really gave out of love out of love out of a burden amen for people that were doing without food their fellow brothers and their sisters that were doing without they chose to also do without, to take away from some of that which had been stored up the plenty, amen, and give to people that were going through most serious problems. Oh, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, for you left the throne of heaven. Oh, you are our perfect example. You left all of that glory behind. You left your home behind. Born, was laid in a, within a stable in a manger. You came and dwelt among men. You began to bond to those that were in need. Those that had leprosy. Oh, those that were bent over for years. Oh, God, you went not only to the Jews, but, Lord, you healed the Gentiles. Oh, God. Oh, Lord, help us to be like you. You looked out with compassion, and you healed the sick. There was something that had you bound to those that were depressed, sick, alienated, destroyed mocked by the religious leaders of that day. Oh, mighty Jesus, I have come to heal the brokenhearted. I've come to set the captive free. I've come, amen, to help the bruised, help those that have been torn to pieces. Oh, Lord, bind us, I pray. Bind us to the sick. Bind us to the helpless. Help us to be the church that you have called us to be. Help us to join, Lord, to our brothers and our sisters, God, and look for the good inside of them and pray for them that they will be successful in what you have called them to do. Almighty God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, oh, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything bind together oh bind together if two or three of you will come together I will be with you in the midst of you bind together oh God we want to do great things oh God not just that our church name would be glorified but that your name would be glorified help us to be the true church Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, that when our brothers and sisters are seemingly going down for the last time, help us to do more than attend a funeral. 
Help us, Lord, to try to bind against that sickness and that disease, to try to keep a funeral many times from happening. Oh, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, as we are in prayer, may the Holy Spirit lay somebody upon our heart. Oh, Lord, to pray over, to intercede over. Oh, Lord, may the discerning of spirits be used within our lives. May the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, when the kids came to Jesus the disciples said do away with that but no he loved the kids he wanted to bond with the kids he wanted to bond with everybody he wanted to help people he wanted to help people Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God, lay some souls upon our heart. Oh God, that the bond is so tight that we are so glued to the need that we just can't pray a single prayer or a second prayer, or a third prayer, but ever interceding until the bondage is broken. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, help us to grow together, working together, bonding together. Oh, Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, you know our future. You know how to prepare the church for anything that comes. Oh Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, God, let the greatest yet come. Thank you, Lord, for blessing this church. Thank you, Lord, for using this. so many ministries, so many individuals. But may the best yet be yet to come. Oh, God, may we see more of your glory. May we see more of your power. May we bond with the gifts of the Holy Spirit in such a way to tear down those old gates of hell that have been so closed to so many. May the anointing break, destroy the yoke of bondages. Use us, I pray. Use us. Lord, when the church is attacked, when something comes against us, may we stand as one, one purpose. Oh, one vision, one dream. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That our bonds will be so glued together. Oh, may we fight for one another. Oh, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, may we fight for one another because of the spirit of love that is so strong in the bond. May we defend one another. May we never listen to the lies of the enemy about concerning our brothers and our sisters. Oh, may we not believe that. May we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, because we love one another. Oh, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God in the name of Jesus. Oh, God. Maybe you're here tonight and you love the Lord. You love Jesus. You love his word, but still, you feel that yearning that I've been preaching about tonight to be more bonded. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will show through your spirit, Lord, where we all need to be bonded. We know we need love. 
We need the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We need ministry. We need bonding to the Lord. We need bonding to one another. Oh, Lord, show us where to minister, who to minister to, where to get busy. The fields are white under harvest. There's people that need to be lifted up. People need to be encouraged. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Our leaders need to be encouraged. Oh, yes. They need to be prayed for constantly. Move on them with the Holy Ghost. Give them such creativity. Oh, God. Give them things that they haven't even heard about. Put it in their heart. Put it in their spirit. Oh, Lord, may we be bonded to your perfect will, to your greatness, that you're willing to do above. Lord, whatever we could even hope for, think about, you're willing. And Lord, tonight we're willing to bond to that that man calls impossible, that man says it cannot be attainable. But Lord, with you, all things are possible. Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh, Lord, stir our hearts. Lord, don't let us sleep good tonight. Lord, put it on us, put it on us. Lord, you let this thing get to moving in such a way that it will astonish our pastors. It will astonish them. Oh, in the name of Jesus. 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 Oh, God, there's so many lost people. So many lost people. Oh, Jesus, help us to be about the Father's business. Help us, Lord, to do business for the King. Help us, Lord, to know our calling. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, I thank God for this church. I thank you for, and Pastor Miller, his wife and family for welcoming us in, for praying for us wherever we go. Amen. Pastor Miller, I really, I still want to see the greatest. I mean, I'm hungry. I mean, I am hungry. I'm hungry for the greater. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, God. Yes, God. Oh, would you be willing to help Brother Miller and the pastors of this church be their helpers that their vision comes to pass that God has given them? Oh, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, what an honor and a privilege it is tonight to worship with such a people as you. Amen. We're just praying for the leading of the Holy Spirit wherever God wants to send us next as interim pastors. And we're still in the ministry. Amen. Pouring into pastors in India. I tell you what, until Jesus comes, I want to stay busy for him. How about you?
you know, when you hear messages like that, you got to really take it to heart because it's kind of strange, and I'm not going to elaborate too much due to the fact that uh, me and Zach has been sitting and talking about this in our very uh, my very office. You just messed my sermon up bad. Uh, we've been working on something. That, matter of fact, I was going to preach it when I was talking about the end times. We had two sermons I'd done on the end times. I was coming back that next Sunday to preach this message. And my mother had passed away, and so I wasn't able to. And then deer season hit, and I thought, well, that ain't a good time to be doing that on opening day of deer season because it's so urgent. I want everybody to hear it. And it's on the very exact same thing about bonding together as a church. I'm not trying to scare us, but I want to tell you, I've already been warned that the enemy's going to try to scatter us. And the enemy's going to try to divide us. And the enemy's going to come against us. And I want to tell you, this ain't for the weak. It's for the strong. You've got to be strong and don't be caught off guard and let your emotions run wild. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. A timely message. Uh, it's right right on target. Can you, can you give him a praise, uh, thanksgiving to the Lord and praise to the Lord and give him thanks for obeying God? It's so important to have men that hear the voice of God. Thank you, Brother Lemons, for being in tune with the Holy Spirit. I love you, and we got to stay together, stick together like glue. we got to bond together. If we have to get some Gorilla Glue, we're going to have to do that. Amen? Amen. They get all these things on television, how strong tape is and how strong glue is. Well, there's nothing stronger than the Holy Spirit to bind us together, and we got to stay bound together. Amen? 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 Amen. Oh, we want you to have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Remember, we will not be having service Wednesday night. But Sunday morning, we want you here. We want you, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to preach that message because it's Thanksgiving weekend. I want everybody to hear it. But then I get to think of well, the next week. We're going into the Christmas season. There's never a good time. So I probably will be preaching that. But the Lord willing, we will. God bless you. We love you. And let's just give the Lord another hand clap of praise tonight.